Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Actually, it is still morning. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be afternoon then. I just looked down at the time. Like, <laughs> but yeah, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream Plus. My name is Graham Day. This is Bib. We Hello. are Ice Cream Plus, and this is The Scoop. Welcome in. First things first, first things first. Darian Drake, what a guy. We've not even started the stream, and he's dropped a raid on us with a party of seven. Thank you very much, Mr. Tharian Drake. Much appreciate, dude. Uh, I hope Conqueror's Blade. See that? Bah, 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 bah. Got it first time. Pow. Yeah. I bet you. I bet now I've got that. I bet you weren't playing Conqueror's Blade, were you? I bet you weren't. <laughs> Morning, Peasant yeah. Luke as well. Morning, chaps. Uh, on it, that's Harry and Drake. How's things? How's things? Um, a little bit late today. Uh, we usually are ten a, uh, ten a.m. ish. I know we're not really late compared to yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday went live at like ten fifty nine, so it's ten a.m. ish. Today we went live. Oh no, we went live at ten fifty nine. Yeah, <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> Um, I may have slept for twelve hours last night, so uh, yeah, that, that's that's part of the reason why um, we are later today, and I say later on time today because uh, I fell asleep at like half nine last night and then didn't wake up until like half nine today. So yeah, anyway, um, was doing siege today. Conqueror's Blade was down for updates, maintenance. Uh, get it right, and you change the game. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone, if you were in the channel, please feel free to get involved in the chat. As mentioned, my name is Graham Day. This is Bib. We are Ice Cream Uploads, and this is The Scoop, the UK's number one video games podcast, uh, as as titled by us, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, my name is Graham Day. Uh, this is Bib. I've mentioned that like seven times now, so if you didn't realise my name is Graham Day, this is Bib, then, then okay, well, uh, my name is Graham Day, this is Bib. Hi, hi. Uh, now, we're going to give you our thoughts and impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games, and we want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions, so we can create a little bit of a debate a discussion, a back and forth that we can go through on stream. And if you are live in the Twitch chat, it's on you guys to be the voice of the people that listen on demand later on. And I say that because we turn this into a YouTube video and an audio podcast that goes on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So if you were in the chat, please feel free to use your voice on behalf of everyone else that's watching and listening uh, later on on demand. And if you are watching and listening on demand, hey, how you doing? Uh, feel free to hit the like button on the YouTube video. Just hit. Just, you don't have to, but if you like it, then you know that's that's how you show us, and then we can we can do more of it. Yeah, Jim's good. Um, before we jump into the news, though, a few talking points. Um, exclamation mark! Give away. I usually do this at the end of the show, but I want to let you guys that are in early know we are giving away an Evercade retro gaming console. Uh, we backed Evercade on Kickstarter twice, once for us and once for you guys. So there is a, a link in the chat to our pinned tweet. If you go to that, you can get yourselves entered, entered into a winner retro gaming console. Uh, another link in the chat for you, exclamation mark, Muscle Moose. Um, if you want 25% off Muscle Moose, there you go. Bosh. Uh, do you know that? Bronze Seal, because it says on the tin, 25% off Ice Cream 25. <laughs> Boom. And the only other thing to mention is, if you are a subscriber, because uh, I see at least two of you in the chat, uh, this morning if you're a subscriber um make sure you are connected to our discord if you're a subscriber that means you're paying to support us which is amazing um but make sure you're connected to our discord not just so that we got you on our discord and you're ours now and we keep you forever but also because if you're in discord and a subscriber you've got a chance of winning a prize and the prize is one of these sexy hats that myself and bib are both wearing uh, the ice cream uploads baseball caps um yeah, we are giving the first one of those that's not owned by a member of the Ice Cream Plus team away to a subscriber using the loot drop, which is a private area on a Discord, or a Discord only for subscribers. If you're a sub and you've linked all your things up, you have access to that. You have a chance of winning one of these. It doesn't cost you anything else. You pay for your sub. You might as well make sure that you're in it for a chance to win it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get into the news. Uh, starting off with the story, if you are following us on Twitter, Uploads, obviously. Um, actually, before we do that, let's jump in. Let's get bigger, 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 bigger. Hey. Um, so yeah, if you've seen on Twitter already, you know what the lead story is. But we'll jump into it straight away for everyone else. Whoop. Let's get rid of the uh, URL bar. That looks nice. Oh, there we go. Halo Infinite's mm -hmm. delay was allegedly partly due to TV show distraction and heavy outsourcing. New report investigates turbulent development. This is written by Andy Robinson for VGC. She goes on to say, distractions caused by the Halo TV series and a higher than usual amount of outsourced development contributed to Halo Infinite's delay. Not a great start, but uh, let's, let's continue. Mm -hmm. That's according to a new report from Thurret, which investigates the Xbox Series X uh, title's turbulent development history 
uh, let's start again, uh, Xbox turbulent development history via anonymous development outsourcers. The publication notes that building a console launch game is already a challenging task, especially considering Halo Infinite's slipspace engine has been built from scratch for the project. However, it puts a particular focus on Infinite's outsourced development strategy. Outsourcing is very common is very common for any AAA project as large as Halo, but according to Thurret's sources, 343 was creating even more content externally than usual. The coordination between the many different companies contributing to Infinite has been rough at best, it says. One person familiar with the company's plans indicated that they believe the outsourcing for Infinite was at a ratio higher than a typical studio undertakes during development, which has caused significant headaches for cross-development collaboration. The E3 2019 demo was one portion of the game that was developed by an external company, it's claimed, and at that time, the game was not in a state that was playable at that level of fidelity. The publication goes on to cite multiple development sources who describe the collaborative effort behind development as challenging with significant disagreements leading to the departure of the game's creative director, Tim Longo, in August 2019. Longo's replacement, Mary Olsen, also left 343 in October of the same year. Uh, one third source uh, reportedly pointed to the production of the Halo TV series for, for Showtime as a significant distraction for 343's management. According to the publication, the in-development TV project is oftentimes taking their priority instead of focusing on making sure development progress is on the right path to reaching its targeted deadline. Microsoft confirmed that Halo Infinite had been delayed into next year earlier this month. In a statement published on its website, developer 343 Industries said that the decision to delay the game was motivated by multiple factors, including the ongoing impact of COVID-19 on development. Following its gameplay reveal last month, Halo Infinite's visual fidelity faced widespread criticism from media, fans, and even big brands who highlighted issues with both the game's art direction and the perceived lack of advancement since the last Halo game. Uh... In a new blog post, Microsoft was bullish about Xbox Series X launch lineup without Halo, claiming that the console would launch globally with over 100 optimised for Xbox Series X titles, which includes backwards compatible games. But the gist of it is, Halo uh, is split into many camps, as, as, as a lot of games are. I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like split across 15 studios worldwide or something like that. Mm -hmm. A large number, if it might not be 15, it's in that, it's in that ballpark. Um, so that's nothing new. But the interesting thing is that Halo Infinite, so the game, the staple, the breadwinner of the Halo series is delayed because they are focusing on the TV side of content. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Bib? So the major thing that I think I'm going to take away from this, and I, I, could be I could be super wrong about this, which I know I will be in some people's eyes, but do you think that they're starting to put some of their eggs in the film and TV market rather than the video game one? Do you think they've got a lucrative, a much more lucrative market through TV and media rather than playing the games? Um, I wouldn't necess necessarily say it's more lucrative. I mean, we've seen uh, time and time again that I think isn't Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 the most uh, valuable intellectual property ever, including all mm -hmm. film and TV and, and and music and everything. So so I don't necessarily think that there's a bigger market there. Um, there's a new market there, a new market. If you're getting no money from a market and then you get lots of money from a market, then it's a massive, massive increase. Um, so there's probably some of that, um, but it's probably also a bit of the source of, by hitting TV, and if you do that right, you go mainstream. Video games are mainstream. Let's not... Let's not uh, Forget yeah. that. Obviously, they are now. They they weren't previously. They are now, and um, and they're going to be here to stay. But just because they're mainstream doesn't mean that they are main mainstream, for want of a better phrase. Like you've got loads of things that are on TV that people are aware of, but don't really watch, or was good, but people forget about. Like a video game that has done that previously. Pokemon Go went from being mainstream. Pokemon is mainstream. Pokemon is massive. Pokemon Go was was something else. And it mm -hmm. went everywhere. Um, you do get TV programs that are pretty good uh, for the first couple of seasons. Game of Thrones. It was. It got about three years into Game of Thrones, and the Game of Thrones exploded and was huge for like the le the next like five, six, whatever seasons it was. Yeah. Um, the Witcher at Christmas, everyone was tossing coins to their Witcher in their uh, sub emotes and everything. Toss a coin to your streamer. Oh, Valley. Yeah. Like, there was all that everywhere because it went everywhere. The Witcher was a big game that was mainstream, but the TV show took it further. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm guessing Halo have signed a deal with uh, Showtime in the hope that they could be the next Witcher. They could get uh, Mandalorian s coverage. Mandalorian every week when the new episode was coming out, people were talking about it. Witcher, everyone was talking yeah. about it, and and having that alongside Halo, alongside the new Xbox, a console that's two to one down uh, in sales when it comes to the PS4, obviously do that on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, get the TV show alongside it. Boom, everyone's a winner. But not if you let your main thing. You can't You can't expect more people to buy a copy of a game because it's on TV if it's not finished. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. It just feels weird that the biggest, the technically the biggest Halo game that they are going to be releasing in the in the last three years and probably in the next three years is potentially been um sorry Craig's just blowing his nose it put me off a little bit uh it could potentially be uh well it has been set back due to potentially create the tv show off the back of it now surely the people who are super halo hardcore are going to be absolutely livid about this because the opportunity for them to be able to play a new halo game when the new gen comes out has t- potentially been taken away because of putting a TV series in place instead. That I, I mean, I would be livid, but I'm not a super hardcore Halo fan, so... Kind of... I couldn't tell you. Kind of think is like, like Halo answer to... I mean, Halo obviously is a very simplistic term for every team that has an invested stake in the game. So the Microsoft uh, side of it, the 343 and so on. Let's just call that Halo. So Halo only answers to itself so if halo is going to be late halo has to deal with it um that's fine okay but if halo's uh tv show is going to be late that's not just halo that's halo and their invested partner and production team at showtime they're the ones they're putting money into filming it and producing it into putting it onto tv schedules and or, or on demand if it is i don't know what showtime actually is um so they they're probably thinking, okay, if we're going to be late and slow, then that's on us. If if we're causing other people to be late and slow, where we have big money TV contracts, that could sting quite a bit. Mm. So it, you kind of feel that they're probably going, oh, shit, we need to put shit loads of time into this to make sure that it's good. All the assets need to be really good. We can have yeah. a new patch if, if the game looks like... Um, it what Craig the whatever whatever I can't remember what they called it that 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 face that you keep seeing the the one that everyone's uh, titled as Craig the one that was like really poor uh, the poor, uh, poor low res like yeah. low definition whatever um okay we can patch that out we can launch with that have the piss taken out of us and patch it out on a TV show that will look like that for the rest of time people will be digging mm-hmm. out that TV show and going this oh my god in fifteen twenty yeah, years arguably. The Mass Effect Andromeda that got patched out, and people still have, probably haven't played that game because of the mess that it looks. Oh yeah, I'm not. Uh, we, I mean, we said previously the uh, one chance at a first impression kind of thing. Uh, if you if you yeah. fuck it up, you, you done fuck it up. But you still have at least a little bit of a caveat, um, so you can kind of like when you're going forward in time, you can you can plaster over the cracks of time by in your future market and go, look at how cool it looked. And now look at how cool it looks. It's even better. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, but it didn't look like that when it was back then. It looked fucking trash. But on a TV program, you can't really do that as such. Unless you do yeah. like a uh, like the Star Wars films where they had the remasters in, in like the late 90s kind of thingy from the uh, 70s and 80s films. Um, unless you revisit them like that. But you, you do that for films, not TV programs. So... Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that they've put so much resource into the TV show distraction, as it says in the uh, the the title of this VGC article. Um, it's not really a distraction. It's unfair to say it is a distraction. Obviously, TV shows add so much to fandoms and so much to um, communities that are heavily invested in games. It's, it's a bit harsh to call it a distraction. However, mm. um, if that has slowed down the development of the game, if the if the delay is is significantly influenced to that then it is a distraction and then it just shows that that the internal management of that studio in terms of creating the content and having resources and stuff their flaws their flaws that they've planned out said okay we're going to have this part of the game built by then this by then this by then and then it's all going to be finished by the deadline boom um, and we're also making sure we've got resources for this and that and the other either they'd missed some stuff off the floors stuff just wasn't anticipated to be uh, as hefty as it was 
um, or new things have come in that thought they could slide in. Like maybe maybe they didn't have ray tracing from the beginning and that's come along, so they've had to go through rework it. That's very unlikely. Yeah. But let's just say, say that as an example. They've had to go through back and, and make sure that all of uh, the assets and all of the lighting and stuff works with ray tracing in mind, which has added extra months, which has pushed everything else back, which has meant that they've had less time. And then the TV stuff is is... Like usually, you'd, okay, we need to push certain things back, but the TV stuff's like, nope, we have deadlines that we have to stick to, which then interferes with everything else then. So it is a distraction, and it is a resource drain, but it's a good res- a good distraction, and it's a good draining resource if it's done properly. So the TV show, probably a distraction, um, as it says there, but if it was all planned properly, then it shouldn't be an issue. shouldn't be an issue. Um, so you can't blame the TV show. The TV show is whoever's in charge of the... Uh, the um, internal project management in that sort of sense. Uh, so fuck you, project manager. God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's not. It's not a problem. It shouldn't be thrown on someone in that sort of sense. But but yeah, I mean having something like a TV show. If it if it if that was never in there, if that was something that they just thought fuck yeah, we can make money off this. Uh, we can get exposure off this, and they've thrown it in without consulting the teams. Then the TV show is a negative distraction. But once again, it's it's a good thing to add on. So it's not the, the show that's at the fault. It's the decision-making behind that. Whoever's decided, okay, we can be late. We can overload our staff. We can have half-assed products that aren't shown running on Xbox Series X. As during the Xbox Series X game showcase, uh, then whoever's making those decisions, it's that's the person that's at fault. So the TV show yeah. is the reason, uh, but... The factor that decided that is the person that made those decisions. Yeah, man. That's there. That's there. Anyway, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Um, so from one video game that, that will be coming soon, or not soon in, in the case of Halo, as it's next year now, but to another that is coming soon, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has officially been confirmed as this year's game. I mean, we've known it for a while, but now it's official and the reveal is on August the 25th, so just six days' time. This is written by Sharif Saeed for VG247. A week of East egg hunts and an elaborate ARG, I don't know what that is, uh, have led us to the first official teaser for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Activision has officially, in an unusual way, confirmed the name of this year's Call of Duty, as industry reports suggested earlier this year, and backed up by Doritos bags. <laughs> this year's game is titled Call of Duty. Uh, Duty? Call of Duty. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, Call of Duty: Black Ops Cold War. Uh, over the past few days, the company has been running a big ARG. What's ARG? Uh, that involves spending. It's an ARG. What's an ARG? It's like a, it's like a cryptic clue type of thing. Oh, okay. There you go. You learned something new. Um, over the past few days, the company has been running a big arg uh, that involved sending Call of Duty YouTubers uh, slide projectors, which would later point them to spots on maps from Black Ops 4 and others in Warzone. Uh, though casual players may have spotted some teasers that hardcore were tracking ciphers and participating in a collective attempt to decode the various messages. All of that has culminated with the unlocking of an unlisted trailer on the official Call of Duty YouTube channel, which confirms Wednesday, August 26th, as the date of the official reveal. The trailer features footage from a real 1984 interview with KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov, uh, interspersed with footage of global unrest. The game's events will seemingly be tra- uh, inspired by real-world events more than earlier Black Ops games. The trailer briefly touches on an embedded Soviet spy codenamed Perseus, another real figure whose identity remains unknown. Interestingly, uh, the trailer's description suggests the reveal will take place in Verdansk, the fictional country where Warzone takes place. Seeing as official Call of Duty channels have yet to share news of the reveal publicly, the game's unveiling may not take a traditional live stream form. Indeed, Activision recently said that it caused uh, to, to re- it caused it to uh, that Warzone has caused it to rethink how, when, and even where we reveal our upcoming title. We'll keep you updated. There we go. So, new Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops Cold War. Uh, that was Call of Duty, by the way, just just not with my deaf mouth. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War has been confirmed and uh, will be revealing on August 26th. So, in less than a week. Big thoughts? Um, I'm actually going to throw this back to you, Graham, because I think this one affects you more than me, um, because I know you don't like the older type-ish games. What are your thoughts on on this in terms of the weapons that you'll be using and uh, the environments that are going to be around you. 
Um, it's not going to be a. It's not going to be a. It's not going to be a modern warfare cold war, is it? It's going to surely. It's going to go back. Yeah, it's it's more it's more modern than than the stuff that really doesn't float my boat. So World War Two, World War One, um, stuff like that just does not float my boat. Iron sights on weapons as pretty much the only thing you can have. It, it just it just doesn't fuss me. I want I want. I mean, when you turn on a Call of Duty game, and it goes. Uh, that sort of like I don't know if you I don't know if that's RTX or not by the way, but um, that sort of like yeah, that night vision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The night vision, like you see it alongside the um, the wave file kind of thing that, that you used to get on the Infinity yeah. Ward logo and things like that. That for me is what I want. I want that. I mean, I know that's just me. There are people that absolutely love World War Two and and previous stuff like that, but I want to know I'm fighting stuff that could be happening now. I know the best technology that's out there now. Right now, it's on the weapons that I'm using in the game, and that's where I get my immersion. I like that real world, uh, real world uh, connection. I don't want to be using uh, rusty, rickety old iron sighted weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be using rusty, rickety old technology with the idea that it does the mm. same as something new. So, Call of Duty games, you get like a um, a UAV or something like that 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 has essentially modern-day scanning technology. So you realise there's something flying above you in the air. In in theory, that could be something that happens in the game. You call in the UAV, which is basically a little plane that flies around above you, uh, and it tells you where everyone is on the map. Um, and that yeah. happens. It's not because one person stood there going, there's a guy on, on the... On the uh, on the tree to your left, it's not. It's, no one's shouting it down. It's it's like it's supposed to be a computerized feedback into your minimap in game kind of thing. I'm, I'm no, I get that, but then when you go back to like Call of Duty old school, uh, and then you've got like like a, a plane actually flying round overhead, and you're getting visual dots to represent where every single person is. I get it's doing the same thing, and I know it's supposed to be a video game thing, but that that instantly jars with me so that's the very minute things you go back to like um having the cool things like heartbeat sensors and having little remote control cars and all of the the gidget uh, gadgets the gadgets and gizmos and stuff that you get in newer games i like that sort of stuff um yeah that said i did enjoy black ops because that's not as far back black mm-hmm. ops is 80s ish cold war um that sort of period really enjoyed black ops one and i started to phase off on black ops two i just kind of like had my call of duty um peak by that point at that point i was just like yeah i've been there i've done it it's all the same thing over and over again like a lot of people did after i mean people stayed maybe an extra couple of years on top of what i did um because a lot of people rave about black ops 2 as being one of i think it's two being one of the best uh, black ops out there i mean i peaked around between modern warfare uh world at war modern warfare 2 ish that's where my sort of peak was uh yes did enjoy Black Ops Cold War, uh, Black Ops Cold War, Black Ops, and it all being themed in the Cold War. Did enjoy um, thing the things that came in that game mode. So having the uh, free camera angle, so you can go back and into theater mode and look at the maps and and the games and the kills you got. Having the ability to lob tomahawks up into the air and land on someone at the other side of the map, being able to watch that. Loved all of that stuff back then. Um, so I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I probably won't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it, having all of the modern stuff that you do have in Warzone right now, though. Uh, for me, what about you? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I don't play Call of Duty Online that much anyway. So the, the online element for me is neither here nor there. I'm not that bothered about it. However, I love playing through the campaigns, and it's that's where the stories of these events uh, and where they're set, the time frame that they're set, all starts to shine through with me. So having the ability to... The attachments for your guns, uh, it doesn't bother me whatsoever because I know... That's the area that it's been set in. So as long as the story's good, then for me, I'm not bothered. I'll be more than happy to play it. The online side of things, I've, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it's because I'm getting older. I don't really care for that kind of team deathmatch here, uh, capture the flag sort of stuff, because there is still games that I still enjoy playing that with. But I haven't. I can't remember the last time I got a Call of Duty just to play online. Like... The ability to play Call of Duty Warzone now online as a battle royale, that's interesting until I start playing it and realise how bad I am at first-person shooter games. <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to be able to judge online elements because I'm usually terrible at them and I don't spend that much time with them. Recently, I've been playing Call of Duty World War Two, and I've actually been enjoying that. And obviously the guns on that aren't anywhere close to what you get in Call of Duty Warzone. Um, but in terms of the online stuff, I can take it or leave it. If I'm playing with my mates, I'll probably have a good time. 
Um, but when it comes down to the solo single player experience and you're going through the campaign, that's where the Call of Duty games tend to shine for me. And that's what I kind of venture towards every time I put every time I want to play the game. It's not that often that I will go out and pick up a Call of Duty game now straight off the bat. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm kind of growing out of them. I just don't care for them that much anymore. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I, I'll be more than happy to hear if the story is good, which I assume it will be from this kind of era. Um, then I will be more than happy to get stuck into that one. I mean, still, Call of Duty Frontline um, and Rising Sun, two of the old, uh, sorry, they're Medal of Honor games, and they're still the, uh, some of the best writing you will ever, 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 ever see in a first-person shooter game. And they are, if, if this is anywhere close to what they were like, then that would be great. I mean, the World War II game that I was playing, when you play online, you get to play the what what is like the first level of Medal of Honor Frontlines. Uh, is it the uh, on the front of Normandy Beach? Yeah. Fantastic, brilliant. Love that. I love being able to attack and defend it. That for me is like peak first-person shooter games. Is you've you already know the narrative in your head because obviously it was a real-life thing, so you already have that narrative in your head, and you're you are playing as either the defender or the attacker. That's brilliant for me. Um, but yeah, just the the mindless team deathmatch stuff. I can't really get into it anymore. But the single player and the writing, if it's if it's great. Then I will be fully behind it. See, I I thought that um, mindless team deathmatch absolutely just not not for me anymore. Uh, I'm an old man, don't have the reactions. And I remember playing. Mm. I mean, going back a couple of years now, um, Modern Warfare Remastered. That brought me back into it because I was like, okay, I'll give it a try because I know what it uh, know what it is. I've got map logic, um, so I don't have to contend with having the map knowledge. Uh, it's just my reaction speeds that 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 are going to be shit now compared to when that first came out, and I was I was horrendous, and I eventually over time got really good at it, um, better than I was originally. Um, but that had a little bit of the old school like roasting the glasses kind of stuff that drew me back in. I've not played any uh, Modern Warfare, the new one. Um, multiplayer i mean there's been i don't know on the game actually but there has been like free-to-play weekends and things like that i've just not bothered jumping in especially by the time you get the free play free to play weekend everyone else is really good at it so you've got like two days to just get absolutely mauled it takes two days to get good at it so by yeah i'm getting good and it's turned off and that's what incited yeah. you to buy it that's how it works um but for me that's kind of not uh of interest to me i mean i i am more interested though in in more more well, modern warfare first and then black ops th- series kind of second and then anything older than that would be tertiary for me so i did i did like the cinematic stuff of, of the world war Two campaign um but it's it's just like i feel like i'm in a history lesson um which that's not where i get my entertainment from i'm not a history buff in that side i, I respect history and i've, I've not uh, I, I i did history in school took it to choices and things like that and and um yeah that's nice but i don't want to I don't want that schooling element. I want new, modern, pushing the envelope experiences for me. So, yeah, that stuff, not so much. Black Ops does does have my interest, though. Uh, let's jump through the chat, because I did see quite a few comments. Um, Pez Luke says, Call of Duke. Uh, uh, is that a crossover of Cod and Duke Nukem? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out. It was a verbal typo. Leave it alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Jim Butters, who I do play Warzone with, um, although we haven't played for a while, says Black Ops. Uh, when that came, uh, when that came out, was great. And if this can capture how the first one was, then it can be a great winner. I mean, Black Ops was was incredible. I mean, it didn't have too much of a step back, whilst it did have like aperture sights and and and, and things like that. You still didn't really notice that you were stepping back in time as such when it came to the gameplay. Obviously, it did with the story and the narrative uh, in the story was good. A lot of people really liked the story. Uh, of the Black Ops series. So there's that side of it too, but yeah, I agree. Uh, Fatman Dev says, ARG used to stand for augmented reality game. Like uh, uh, like Pokemon Go interacts with real settings unless the definition has changed. See, I knew it as that, uh, but, I, but I just knew it as AR rather than ARG. Um, uh, as a Cold War nerd, I'm so very much happy about this as Chappers. Um, uh, Chaos Riot Zero, Mr. Locke, Mr. Mr. Chris says is Cold War a new game? Uh, never played any of the blo- uh, blogs games. Blops games. Um, Cold War is a new game. Black Ops Cold War is the new. That's the 2020 release. Um, so it will be revealed in a week. Uh, so you'll find out from there. Um, I would recommend Blops One and Two heavily. Says Chappers. Blops Two is still my favorite COD ever, but Blops One is my favorite campaign ever. Um, see, I kind of, I kind of wish I hadn't had my COD fatigue 
at the point of Black Ops 2 mm. because so many people say Black Ops 2 is their favourite game, but I'd given up on it by then. It was just like... Oh. Yeah. Because um, after after Black Ops, was that Modern Warfare 3? Um, which just didn't... You had the, the big juggernauty things and stuff like that, which some people find cool, but I was just like, ah, oh, it's just... There was a juggernaut perk in the game, and you've just kind of taken that even further, rather than mm-hmm. just taking a bit more damage to becoming this unstoppable, like, war machine or, or the Hulkbuster from Iron Man kind of thing. Uh, just, nah, that's not for me. So by that point, I'd, I'd drifted off. So Black Ops 2 came after that, I think. And then I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm not I'm not bothered. So I've never really played it. But loads of people say that that is, is their best COD. For me, Modern Warfare and or Modern Warfare 2. Well, actually, I can't decide. I like Modern Warfare, World at War, and Modern Warfare 2. Cool World at War. Only massive COD fans really remember World at War. Um, most people will remember Modern Warfare because that is where Call of Duty became ridiculous. That's when you had it was literally news stories. Call of Duty, the selling biggest selling multi selling game ever. I remember my my local Sainsbury's selling Call of Duty at twenty quid on launch day. Twenty quid for a for a forty five quid game on launch day, um, because they knew that you'd come in and you'd buy uh, the game and you planned to spend four days inside. So you'd pick up six bags of Doritos. You'd pick up yourself. For, for two liter bottles of Fanta Fruit Twist or whatever it is you want to buy, and then you'd go and just sit there in your hibernation station and just <laughs> boom, that's it. This is me now, and they're making the money off everything else that's there. And they did the same thing with the FIFA at that point in time. Didn't last long, so they clearly didn't make that much money off it. But that's how big Call of Duty was back then. Um, so yeah, I was massively into it back then. Uh, faded off at Black Ops. I will definitely be interested in playing Black Ops Cold War though. Um, I've enjoyed Warzone hugely. Hope that they don't destroy Warzone. We spoke about this before. Uh, Viv has mentioned how can they put the new stuff into the existing Warzone setup without fundamentally changing that. So if you've got futuristic mm-hmm. stuff in an 80s setup, uh, then does that work? Does that not work? Do they take it out? And if they take it out, does that change all of the stuff that you have already? I've unlocked, uh, as I mentioned the other day when we speak about it, I've unlocked an SMG that has like a um, a holographic sort of night vision red dot-ish scope, which is ooh, future, ooh. but then that didn't mm-hmm. exist in the 80s, uh, I mean look at look at what the Predator had to see in the films in the 80s that's about as far as it goes um, so yeah uh, it'd be interesting to see how they, how they balance the two though uh, Case Rider Zero says, I've always been more of a Battlefield fan but Modern Warfare series was pretty good Get them ready, lads. Uh, Chapa says, I like Battlefield. Uh, I feel like up to and including Bad Company 2, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2, one of the best games ever, by the way. Uh, not just not just FPS games, but one of the best games ever. It's perfectly sound as a campaign, but I can't do Battlefield campaigns outside of those earlier games. Trust me, if you get the chance to pick up Blocks 1 and 2 for dirt cheap, play them for the campaigns. Pez Luke says, Battlefield mm-hmm. Bad Company were two of the best campaigns I played. Uh, and- yeah. Chappers confirmed saying absolutely immense were they. It wasn't even about the campaigns. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It was the multiplayer was just. It was everything that's in that's in good multiplayer games now. is is heavily influenced by the bad company games. Uh, destructive environments started off in that sort of thing. The being able to tag enemies so that that your teammates can shoot them and see them, and you can get assist points and stuff. All started in the battlefield bad company stuff. 10, 12, 13 years ago. So yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. Anyway, let's move ahead. Let's move ahead. Uh, so rather than talking about what is happening in video games, now let's get a bit more negative. Yeah, and we can't be negative without it being about football games. Yeah. <laughs> so written by Tom Ivan for VGC. FIFA 21 won't support cross-platform play, even within console families. EA has described cross-play as a long-term goal for the series. Uh, Electronic Arts has said that FIFA 21 won't support cross-platform play in any form. EA's FIFA Direct Communication Twitter uh, account confirmed the football game's lack of cross-play support on Wednesday. You won't be able to play across console generations or cross-play in FIFA 21, it said. Excuse me. (laughs) However, you will be able to carry over your foot progression from PS4 to PS5 and Xbox One to Xbox Series X. Uh, Just stop there for a second. So you can't play against other people but the in-game mode where you plow loads of money will allow to continue. Okay, well, we can see where priorities <laughs> lie for video game companies. Anyway, however, uh, no, done that bit. In a FIFA 21 FAQ released in June, EA said, allowing our players to play against each other on whichever platform they play EA, uh, EA Sports FIFA is a long-term goal of ours. It added, at this moment, we don't have any news 
but we're continuing to investigate its integration and we'll share any updates when we have them. The FIFA 21 release date is October 9th, 2020 for PS4, Xbox One and PC via Origin and Steam, but EA Play, formerly EA Access, members will be able to trial the game from October 1st. Uh, da, da, da. Do you know what? We'll leave the rest of the stuff because that's all stuff that we've covered. We will stop and notice this though. In the middle of the screen, I mean, well played by both FIFA and VGC <laughs> for getting involved and understanding that Ice Cream Uploads FC's two newest signings are on display in that picture. Mason Mount and Phil Foden both signed for Ice Cream Uploads FC yesterday on our episode of Masters of the League. So GG, VGC and FIFA for acknowledging that. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. We did, though. We signed Mason Mount and Phil Foden. Spoilers. Uh, the video will be on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see it, go check it out. Check it out. Uh, I said will be is on YouTube. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm salty. They never carried it on. Carried what on? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Bad company, I reckon. Ah, uh, okay. Apparently, there's rumours that that's coming back. There is rumours. There's been rumours for a couple of years that that's something that they're going to be working on. So we will see. We will see. There's no no medal of honour. Um, there hasn't been a battlefield for a while. Uh, and the last one was kind of. All over the place. It was bad. Then it was good, and then it was okay, and then Firestorm was was not good. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Battlefield, uh, bad company two, best Battlefield game uh, ever. Uh, <laughs> that was my tank to kill, says James. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, me, James, and Martin. We play Warzone together now. Uh, we um, would jump into many, many games, and like it was basically, we'd all have C four. And as soon as there was a tank, it was kind of like stall beeline for the tank. <laughs> James blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> Martin James, who are brothers, uh, so obviously this natural uh, banter slash competition there. Uh, yeah, that just continued. Back, back competition, good, 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 good. Anyway, back into the room. Back into the room. FIFA twenty one won't support cross uh, cross platform play even within console families. Thoughts, babe? Uh, I think this is something that we've covered a few times the day before. Anyway, um, I don't see how they would be able to do cross platform with foot, especially because of the uh, marketplace that they've got in the game. The markets are completely different across all three of the platforms, um, and this isn't coming to Nintendo Switch. Well, you can you can play Foot in Nintendo Switch, and it's not coming to Stadia, so it doesn't matter about them anyway. Um, but PS4, Xbox, and PC, they all have different markets for Foot. So the so the players may, may be cheaper on one, but more hella more expensive on so localizing and bringing all three of the platforms together i don't think is a realistic target for them anyway as of now um so it'll be very interesting to see how they localize their markets going forward if that is going to be the case it is a bit of a bummer about the likes of pro clubs that you can't play uh with your mates on xbox or something like that but i mean cross play has only recently come into full mainstream within probably 18 24 months yeah. Um, that they've been fighting for it. So I imagine with uh, an online transfer market, that is where the biggest bump is for them because they'll be thinking, okay, so the players are going for two mil on that console, but they're only going for seven hundred and fifty thousand on there. How do we make that? How do we make that central for everyone to be able to get there? Um, so yeah, it's the content. I it is always exactly the same, really, especially for the free consoles. It's only Nintendo Switch that's previously changed. So it's interesting to see how they will go about this in the future i reckon they will have to well the, the, as soon as you boot up the new console anyway the the the, the markets are reset shall we say uh the, each player has its own limit on the card of what you can spend or what the minimum is you can spend so they already have the caps in there i don't know where this is going to be a thing i don't know if it's even feasible for them to be able to have cross play in football games it's very interesting yeah i mean the, the interesting thing um is that they aren't having crossplay. You can't play from PS3 to PS4, uh, PS4 to PS5. You can't play from PS4 to Xbox mm. One. You can't do Xbox Series X to PS5. None of that stuff. But you can have forward progression uh, in foot. So that sounds like they aren't having new servers in the PlayStation environment. So PS4 to PS5, you can move forward. Xbox One to Xbox Series X, you can move forward. Um, that sounds like the Xbox. Uh, so at the moment we have PS4 servers, we have Xbox servers, we have PC servers, foot and 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 uh, Switch as well. I think you said. Um, so okay, that will exist. The only difference now is that you will get different access points. So you can access using your PS4 console, and you can access using your PS5 console 
Um, after that, I, I imagine it's just going to be just like having a different logon device. You log on using your PS4 and PS5. You'll have the same progress. You'll have the same database. You'll have the same uh, like ticks in boxes on your uh, back, the back end of your system. Yeah. You will just be accessing a, a very uh, a slightly prettier version on the PS5 versus the PS4, and, and the same with the Xbox. Um, so that's that's all right, and it sounds like it's a, it's a step forward. I mean, it's kind of not really. It's it's like saying, okay, well, you logged in on your PS4 to play Ultimate Team, babe, but then you went to the office and you logged in one of the office PS4s. You're playing the same Ultimate Team because you're logged in using your account. You're ex- accessing the exact same system, but just on a different piece of hardware. That's all that is. Just the hardware has a five on it, not a four or an X, not a one. Um, so I mean. <laughs> It's, it's it's forward progression, which it should be celebrated. It's not really any change, though. Um, that's that's an easy win, like you say. That is an easier win. The harder part, though, is how how do you then um, normalize those markets? The only way they can do that is to throw all the markets into one pool, which then gets rid of any differences. So you, so Chap has had a comment saying, isn't the marketplace on PC like 5% cheaper across the board? Because if it is, as a first FIFA game, I've had the joy of getting on PC, I'm happy. I mean, that's the thing, though. That 5% reduction would be gone. The only way that they can assemble cross-platform play... Um, actually, there's two ways they can do it. They can have it so that the marketplace is platform-specific, but the play isn't, um, which then that's kind of like an issue in itself because you're playing with different different handicaps, different uh, rubber banding. So if you're on a, on a platform that has a cheaper marketplace, you, in theory, have Thank you for more ice ability. Cream. Yeah, just thank you very much for the host, dude. Um, if you're if you're on a platform that has uh, a cheap marketplace, you in theory have the ability to have a better team uh, because you have more money to spend on 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 these players that are cheaper. Um, so you go into a game with with an advantage. So that it strings and roundabouts. I mean, it's good that that it's cheaper, but it, if you have the cross platform play, so you don't have the shared marketplace, you just have the shared gameplay, then you're you're already playing with a bit of disparity. The other way of doing it is sharing the marketplace too, which then it eliminates any potential for the markets. Uh, being weaker but then also increases the potential for markets to be exploited so you you often see market exploits even even content creators have a good exploit in markets in terms of this they show someone as being let's say you're you're a youtuber with five million subs this is the best cheap player that you need on fifa it's absolutely incredible everyone then goes out to buy this player the price is going up kind of thing they just go well i've got seven of them so sold they just make absolutely shitload of, <laughs> of it and if you're doing that in a system where everyone is fighting in one system you've got more people fighting for same uh like effectively less players and if, they, if that's not balanced properly to ensure there's enough to go around then you start to get like issues with the market and stuff like that and that that is hardcore economics which i understand why ea aren't going down that route uh all yet it's the long-term goal the, the long term in the ideal situation and I, I bet the guys at fifa would love to be able to say this but probably can obviously for um shareholder reasons is we want everyone on the same game we want everyone playing on the same system and we want everyone using the same marketplace so everything's just one continuous beautiful thing but having that and saying that is 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 worlds away from being uh, uh attainable yeah 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 uh ad says thank fuck it's not cross-platform the servers are bad enough already uh this year they went down eight times three times they got uh, ddos see the ddos stuff i i i i know it's a massive company and i know they have in, stupid amounts of money but if somebody that's good enough wants to ddos you they will get your servers offline there's only so far that your security can go they will they will do it again and then they will find another way to get around that next layer another way to so so the ddos's that's just people being knobheads I, I i refuse to blame any company ea or anyone if they get ddosed even psn and so and so have been ddosed at christmas of all times so yeah the ddos stuff i'm not i'm not that bothered about but yeah They've gone down five times. Um, I mean, look at how many times Fall Guys. Fall Guys went down just yesterday because Tim the Tapman was trying to get a win. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, he had like uh, over a quarter of a million people just watching his stream, and he finally got a win. Uh, but yeah, because so many people were logging in to try and either stream snipe him or protect him, um, the servers went down. So yeah, I mean, FIFA is such a massive game. It's easy for us to go, this is so big, they've got so much money, they've been doing it for so long, surely it should always be online. I mean, we all we do is stream Masters of the League, and we couldn't get it to work last week, so we can't say anything. So, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, cross-platform servers doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be worse either as well. Cross-platform um, can be worse, but could mean that, you know, that all the servers in one place, all on the same thing, not having to use multiple systems could, in theory, be better too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox have both been DDoSed and the whole thing uh, is having everyone online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyone, anyone can be DDoSed. Anyone. Um, like the FBI have been DDoSed previously. And if the FBI, uh, which is an, an organisation that is fundamental element is security, because that's what the police are there for, securing our well-being. If a security organisation goes down, then, then the rest of us are fucked. <laughs> we ain't got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. No chance of hell you got. Uh, so yes, if you, are, if you plan on getting FIFA, you can move your progression forward so if you start in october when it comes out if the consoles aren't out then obviously because october is when fifa is supposed to come out you can start playing it from the first of october the game comes out on like the 8th 9th of october uh 9th of october um obviously the xbox doesn't come out until november so you'll have a month playing it a month in terms of fifa's progression in ultimate team is a long time so you could have gone very far don't worry if you are getting an xbox or a ps5 um you will be able to take that, that progression forward. You just won't be able to play cross-platform. Whilst whilst people might moan at that, you've, you've not lost anything. That's that's what we've all always had. So, yeah, it will come eventually one day, but today is not that day. Uh, but what we do get today, though, is new PUBG upgrades. Yeah! Yeah, yeah let's move forward. PUBG gets decoy grenades and MG3, LMG, and more in a new patch. Uh, who wants PUBG news? Me? Nice, nice. Let's go. Okay, Sh written by Sharif Saeed for VG247. PUBG has just received some new content. Patch 8.2 has been released on the PC's live servers following a week of testing. The patch follows just a few weeks after the Sanok overhaul that kicked off Season 8 in July. And the biggest new arrival is the uh, with 8.2 is the MG3, a powerful crit-only LNG. That's the light machine gun, by the way. Uh, the MG3 has a high 990 rate of fire that makes it deadly. You can also toggle on a slower 660 rate of fire for better accuracy. In in either case, the MG3 comes equipped with a, uh, with a bipod. On top of its excellent damage against other players, the MG3 also deals more damage to vehicles than any other weapon with a 1.25 times uh, vehicle damage multiplier. The MG3 fires 762 rounds uh, with a magazine that holds 75. You can attach scopes to the MG3 up to six times. Another new arrival is the decoy grenade, which joins the loot pool in Sanok. It works just as you imagine. You throw it and it plays random firing sounds to cover your approach and potentially lure other players into a trap. You can cook the decoy grenade like you cook other grenades and its noise lasts for 10 seconds. On the subject of new content, Erangel has uh, seen a neat new addition in the form of four new docks across the game's beaches and wharves and you'll find them at Novreponje, uh, Ferry Pier, the southern beach of the mainland and the northern beach of Sosnovka Island. Uh, the developer has also redone the models and in-game sounds for the M4 machine gun, the Kai 98 and the SKS to improve their visual fidelity. Those who hate it when their helmets ruin their appearance will also be happy to know that they can now automatically hide the helmet. Keep in mind, however, that this only applies to what you see. The other players will still see your massive, massive helmet equipped. Uh, there you go. PUBG updates. Big, sexy new machine gun. Um, I've actually seen this being used on stream uh, a few times. Basically, the... the yes. Uh, the PT, yeah, yeah, a few, a few, uh, the PC guys, because PC guys got it in game today, yesterday, what, today, today. Um, but their PTS started last week, so I saw a few people using it last week. And basically, the rate of fire stuff, you can choose to go like a machine gun, uh, or you can go stupidly fast, and it absolutely spews out uh, bullets. Uh, if you're using a mouse and keyboard and you're just yanking your mouse down your keypad, then you can fight the recoil. Probably on controller. If me and Bibba are doing that, you're probably going to see us like aiming at the sun. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, oh, oh, good. Oh, good. Nice little tweaks to the game. It's nice. You'll see them very, very soon. You would have seen them now. Uh, we would have been just about to jump into some PUBG because we are done with the skews. That's all of the news we have for today. You would have seen us jumping in and uh, not like actually you would have seen them now because they're on PC version, but you would have potentially been able to see us play PUBG now. But that isn't going to happen. We're not playing PUBG today because we are doing something else. Can we can we say what we're doing? I don't know how this works. Uh... No, I think all I can say is that I'll be back online in like an hour's time. It will be before that. I'll be online before I do the tweet. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stick around. In the next hour or so, we'll be back on. Um, 
yeah, yeah, there you go. That's we'll just leave it as that. So we aren't <laughs> playing PUBG today. We will be playing something else. I mean, all will become apparent, and we'll explain why we're being vague on it. Obviously, at the point in time, but just you know, just just that's what we're saying. So so stick around. Keep your notifications on. You will get notified when we do go live. That's the easiest way to say it. Um, massive helmet says Chappers. I mean, fuck's it. It's called Bib. Leave him alone. Can you man. see it? Oh, one sec. <laughs> let me zip up. Uh, but that's it ladies and gentlemen we are done for the scoop an hour wow we got it done in an hour less than an hour today unbelievable Um, but uh, yeah if you like what you've seen please feel free to think about hitting like on the channel um, or follow as as it is on on Twitch sorry I apologise follow will get you notified when we do go live um, and we go live each and every single weekday, 10 a.m. ish, with the scoop, and then we have additional content following that in the form of the Masters of the League Pez series, PUBG, yeah. uh, and all the other things that we want to do. We've got some mafia playthroughs coming. Uh, Bibby was playing PGA last week. Uh, what was it last week? Or was yeah. it the week before? I don't know. The week before, uh, a while ago. Um, some football <laughs> manager streams, all sorts of stuff. If, uh, if you want to see all of that, the best way of getting notified is by hitting the follow button. We do have a schedule which we keep reasonably up to date on the Twitch channel too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything else, just you just get it through the follow notifications. That's the best way of doing it. Anyway, we are going to disappear. As mentioned, we'll be back shortly on, on the channel, around an hour-ish or so. Um, but before we do disappear, babe, yeah, ma'am. in your rather luxurious ice cream uploads hat, is there anything that you would like to add to the stream? Uh, I would. If you do see any video game news that you think that you want to hear our opinions on, but you also have yours as well, and you want to get them heard, there's two ways of doing that. First of all, find us on social media. It's at Ice Cream Uploads across absolutely everything on all major so, uh, major social media platforms. Obviously, not MySpace and that because <laughs> dead. Um, and then, yeah, the second way is obviously through the Discord. Um, the links will be coming up in chat anytime soon. So, yeah, just click on the link there. If you if you aren't in the chat and you're watching this on demand, just go into the, the comments, uh, the description below. You'll be able to see them there as well. But if you're watching this live and you don't want to wait for the link, all you need to do is go to the panel underneath. You'll be able to find it there, blah, 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 blah. Put your thoughts and impressions along with the link, and then we'll be able to give you our thoughts and impressions in the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr. Grim Day? 10 a.m.-ish. 10 59 ish exactly exactly quick reminders we are doing a giveaway uh, exclamation mark giveaway if you if you want the link for that uh we do get your discount on muscle moose uh, exclamation mark muscle moose if you want that and we are giving gifts away to our subscribers exclamation mark loot drop if you want some information on that but that is it ladies and gentlemen have yourselves a fantastic day we'll see you in around an hour uh back here on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads until then have yourselves a fantastic day and bib what have you got to do stay frosty <laughs> subtitles stay frosty <laughs>